1: Hey everybody, it's Mario here, host, or one half of the host of The Peaky Pod, alongside
0: the other half of your host, Zachary. Welcome.
1: Hey, well, thanks for listening to this episode. This is the first time we actually do a pre-roll ad, and you'll probably hear it one more time at the end. But we'd just like to announce an upcoming show that we are planning called The Story Archive Show. We plan on that being our kind of hub for doing one-off reviews of movies and maybe specific episodes of TV shows that are on our gauntlet or thanos gauntlet of mm-hmm. the greatest tv shows ever and uh, we want to invite you to subscribe we're going to put the links in there but if you don't want to go to the show notes just type in spotify or apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts the story archive show and we should pop up so please subscribe follow us and uh, let us know how you're liking the peaky pod we hope you enjoy this episode and take care thank you Welcome back to another episode of the Peaky Pod by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario, alongside...
0: Zachary, your other host.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, according to the analytics, you have been eagerly awaiting these next two episodes. And it is our sincerest condolences that we had to take a week off for certain... Certain personal matters
0: that had to be addressed. <laughs> Certain life events. I just Certain got back events. from Raleigh, so it's been a fun week. Yeah. Zach was busy
1: avoiding canoes, falling off of SUVs in the middle of I-75, Ugh. or I-95, right?
0: I-95, yeah. What'd you say,
1: 95 up to it North Carolina? 90,
0: yeah, we took 95. We always take yeah. 95 up. It's just a straight shot.
1: Yeah, straight shot through. Straight shot through. Any uh, little hole in the walls you stopped at? Any, any little food spots or drink spots that you stopped in that were...
0: Of note, uh, there was a um. There is a a brewery. I mean, well, I mean, there's like a thousand breweries in Raleigh, but mm-hmm. uh, one of them is Fortnite. It's in Cary. Fortnite. Fortnite is the name of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat. They've kind of grown up nope. a bit since last. No time relation to the game. None? No relation to the game. Um, and then, I mean, I kind of like downtown Cary. I'm just just saying, like, like there's a there's a nice coffee shop there. Although okay. I had to kind of camp name? out there for a week. Uh, you, it's uh, Brew. The name of the coffee shop is Brew.
1: Interesting. Good luck yeah. getting that on Google search. Absolutely. Just Wait, what coffee. part of Car- What part of Carolina is it or North Carolina is it? Uh,
0: near Raleigh. Near Raleigh. Uh, brew yeah.
1: Coffee. Near so,
0: Raleigh. Yeah, I mean, they used right. to be in Raleigh. But Cary's literally... Everything up there is like 15 minutes away from each other. So you have Cary. There's Garner. I got to pass through there. Raleigh. I'm going to...
1: I'm gonna be going to New York soon, so. All right, all right. Let's see what's going on. Cool. Let's see what's There's going gonna on. be some places. There's some dude. The barbecue there, though. Mm. Yeah. So good. Brisket, brisket is what I always used to determine like how good a barbecue I, place I'm, is. Brisket's
0: my favorite anywhere. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but the North Carolina barbecue is just so good. The the barbecue. Um, there's different sauce styles. That they make to this, is diff- I mean, it's completely different. Yeah, it's so it's, y- it's nothing like you would have down here.
1: So you got like I think there's four pillars of barbecue, right? You got like carolinas you got tennessee um you have like specifically memphis right mm-hmm. um you have texas and i think that's it those three those three are like the the pillars of barbecue all right mm-hmm. of north american cuisine yeah all right let's move on we're on season two episode five of peaky blinders and perhaps Two of my favorite episodes of all time of Peaky Blinders. We're um, approaching the season six premiere of Peaky Blinders in North America, which is on June 10th. And although you may be confused as to, hey, you know, you like you're you're kind of like an addict out there, and you're like, I need Peaky Blinders content. I need it. I need it fast in my veins. I need to snort it like Arthur does cocaine before a meeting with <laughs> Alfie Solomon. Like you need you need your hits right. And then you're coming to this podcast, and you're like. Why the hell are these guys doing season two? Well, that's because uh, we started this podcast last November and we actually did it out of order. And so if you actually would like to uh, do a season five recap, you can just scroll through our archive and find season five and season six once it actually launches in the US. Yeah. So enjoy Let's get into this. Episode five and six are... Like pantheon episodes of, of I, Peaky Blinders. I
0: agree this episode really gets me excited for the next one. It's great in and of itself, but yeah, it's exciting.
1: And you know what's great about Peaky Blinders? Like even if you when you rewatch this thing, like. Like, I was watching Yellowstone, which that's something we need to discuss. I think we may need to do a Yellowstone. <laughs>
0: I've been told multiple times to get into that show, and I've just never started it. Not because I, think, I don't think I'll dislike it. I, I just haven't had time to start it.
1: No, yeah. I mean, I heard about this when it premiered, and I just said, it's probably going to be great. And so, I just waited. <laughs> I, waited I waited years. I waited till I could binge it for, like, four seasons straight. Yeah. And uh, it's great. So, I... I it might have to be done in a uh, yellowstone show may have to be done and like sooner than later but let's get into this thing i will tell you this i, I did take a break from it because i was in the midst I'm, I'm like i'm about to finish yellowstone but i was like all right i gotta go prep for this podcast let's go do peaky blinders but you never get mad turn on peaky even if you're having a shit day you turn mm-hmm. on peaky and you're just like a little part
0: of you is like yeah man let's go. honestly you know <laughs> Coming back from this trip, not to not just go down another tangent again. On the drive back, tangent you know, away, man. Tangent away. I was away. just like, as I was as I was nearing nearing here, and and you know even before i before I left to head back this way, I'm like, God, I miss normalcy. I miss the Peaky Blinders. Like, I need to just sit down and watch a show. I I got mm-hmm. for for whatever reason, I got in the mood for a James Bond movie, so I watched James Bond. Which watched, one? Uh, I watched the first one um casino Royale, No, no no. Not Daniel Craig's first. Um Sean Connery's first.
1: Okay, so that's what we're judging this on, right? Like I consider you know James Bond like you know BCAD kind of thing like yeah. you know before Craig. Before. <laughs> exactly. After Connery.
0: Yeah. Right? BCAC, yeah. No, I, I I Daniel Craig is one of my favorites for sure, but no I I just <clears throat> I started the the first one. Um but I was I was so happy to watch Peaky Blinders. It was just it it made me look forward to uh <laughs> the next day. Something about
1: the grittiness of it, you know? Something I know. about
0: the grittiness.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's, Let's go. get into this thing. Let's get into this thing. Let's start the episode here. So we left off last episode with a meeting between Campbell and Tommy. And uh Tommy's agreed to assassinate a man on behalf of the crown, right? Yes, that is correct. And the date's been set for three weeks to do so. But we also had a key kind of cliffhanger in the last episode where it seems Alfie has struck a deal with uh, Sabini, yep, right? Which, as we see in this episode, throws a complete monkey wrench and pretty much dislodges Tommy's complete operations. But we start this episode with a montage of all of Tommy's enemies, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. And I shout out to Sabini and his massive spoons. Dude, I know.
0: It's so Did you see big. the spoons in I the meal? I
1: commented about it. It's
0: massive. Mm
1: hmm. Massive spoons. Um, Campbell's meanwhile screwing the formal brothel owner. Of course. And Alfie Solomon is getting ready for a Old Testament style. I don't know what to call this dinner. Saber dinner. A saber dinner? Yeah, it's Saber Where'd you
0: learn that? Uh, I, um,. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have some Jewish friends, but I'm 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 cultured. I know right, some cultured? things.
1: All right, I guess I'm uncultured. Well, <laughs> speaking of uncultured, I think Arthur is slightly under the influence of a certain substance. I before think he walks he's into, under multiple influences.
0: Let me yeah. just say, Shalom, Shalom. shalom. He,
1: <laughs> he greets Alfie with a nice Shalom before this meeting, and you have a. Uh, it's not an Alfie Solomon scene without a complete overly drawn out monologue that mm-hmm. eventually gets to its finish line. Yeah. But I got to say this one, he does, he does stick the landing with, uh, <laughs> when he presents the goat and he goes, the whole background of the Jews and Egypt and how Pharaoh persecuted them. And then kind of alluding to the Pharaoh being Tommy Shelby. Mm-hmm. That's great. Huh?
0: Yeah. It's phenomenal.
1: Meanwhile, back at Pauly's Gothic home, you know, I did wonder why is Polly the target here? They don't Pauly's go after John, boy. Like they go after Polly, they go after Arthur. Well,
0: they, they go leave after Michael. They don't necessarily go after. Well, why Michael? Why not? You you might have John anything boy? on him. I, I think the whole thing was just meant to be chaotic and throw things into disarray.
1: Maybe he assumes that Polly is. Uh a more pivotal part to the organization than
0: John Boy. I also think Campbell has kind of had a thing with Polly since the first time they met in the church, right?
1: Yeah, we do see that later in the episode in a disturbing scene with uh which just makes you hate. Campbell just goes on to these hate me more, hate me more moments. Oh yeah. By the way, shout out to Sabini and the guy who's serving the You saw Mario? Not a good episode for Mario again. No. Did you see his face? Yeah pouring the champagne that was mario up, man he
0: is all yeah. cut up mario is screwed
1: hey, hey relax bro this, he's relax. never
0: going on a date again
1: relax <laughs> so someone will like his face a scarred up face hey <laughs> ain't no Zachs in this show man i don't see any Zachs pulling any any weight in this show
0: yeah because we're far superior
1: yeah 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 sure sure yeah <laughs> i think the goat's name was zach before he named it tommy <laughs> all right let's continue here uh arthur gets essentially framed and gotta say very anticlimactic against billy kitchen here who gets shot oh, in the face I uh i was uh, you know and on the rewatch it was a little bit more disappointing because i thought he was turning into quite an epic character mm-hmm. right and uh he just kind of dies here as a first no one else dies i was expecting arthur like if i'm strategically pulling this off as alfie I'm probably killing arthur why yeah. spare? Him? Why spare him? You got the cops in your pocket. If you kill Arthur, you could just kill everybody and just like it's be
0: done with it. You know, not like I, he's a moral I, I, person. I agree with with, with that. We like, wouldn't have session. a show it, though. Right? Well, you wouldn't have a show, and you know that is like the problem I have with a lot of movies and TV shows in general. It's just mm-hmm. like, dude, if you would just kill the person or or stop stop talking about your well, you, plan. Well, just you just, just saw James Bond. Thing.
1: You just saw James Bond in a Sean Connery one, so you just got like the exact example. Yeah. Of that to the highest degree, where like exactly. the Bond villain is going around a circle and he's saying, James, <laughs> uh-huh. you may be wondering what I'm trying to do. And then he pulls down like a, a white board card and he says, What well, do you see? I have nukes armed and pointed in every direction at every major capital in the world. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, you cut, cut to the back of James Bond's hands because all they have is like a little rope it's hmm. like tying his hands together whatever you get my point like I just get your if point. You, <laughs> you killed him like 15 minutes earlier you would have no issues but exactly you know, like, like they but, they would save themselves
0: so much yeah. trouble
1: but then we wouldn't have anything to look forward to that's true all right so a very long montage and overly drawn out of uh just the it's not overly drawn out it's just sh- what it is showing is the complete disassembling of tommy's plan here you know he's lost the south of london right Mm -hmm. uh billy kitchen who's their connection to the what are they called the black country boys the Black country boys i believe yeah yeah um he's lost alfie who was his key cog in the south Mm -hmm. michael's gone and arthur's gone so he's lost his legitimate business and he's lost his illegitimate illegitimate business. business and uh He's oblivious to it at this point because he's with, you know, his little escape from to the countryside with Mae Carleton, as he schools his, her, uh, I guess, his, her
0: horse trainer about putting goldfish well, in it was, it was, water troughs. He, 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 scold, he was scolding him about spending so much money on sawdust, I think it was, or something along those lines, you know, to prevent the horses from getting worms. But he was just like, oh, you know, well, if you put goldfish in the trough, they not not the why. eggs because that's where they're getting the worms from.
1: I don't know why but I always find that little fact so interesting about yeah. the goldfish in the in the water troughs I'm like is, Cause it's is so that- bizarre it's just like it's yeah. so practical it's so practical but just it feels like nobody on earth knows that so it's kind of yeah. like a cool little piece of information
0: yeah all these horse trainers are just like oh my god I had
1: no idea I've also been watching Yellowstone has a lot of horses so Yo.
0: didn't mean to cut you off I yeah. On the drive up to Raleigh, we were passing so many um, trailers on the road with horses because they were going to the Kentucky Derby. It was it was on the oh. weekend I was there, and I was hey, like, "Did you did you it. see the did you see the comeback of the Kentucky I did. Derby? that was crazy?
1: Uh, what's his name? His name was Rich Strike, I think was named the I, I the forgot horse. the name, but I, I didn't see it. Came back, I think, from 18th place or 21st place in one of the most insane comebacks in sports history, bro! Insane." I have a top-down view of it. I'll, I'll text it to you after the show. Fantastic. We've, we have got to go to the
0: Kentucky Dobby next Derby.
1: I'm going to go to the Epsom Dobby.
0: I don't, I don't, I'm not going to fly over there, but let's go to the Kentucky one.
1: All right. Sounds good. Okay. So, Tommy's horse. Seems like May is still training the horse, but in this episode, we get a little bit of a love triangle. We get the return of Grace. What's Grace's last name?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we were just told what her last name was but uh, her, her maiden name or her name now that she's married to this other man. Mm, she's not married, she's engaged. Okay. You it's a big difference. It is. I I swear they were they were married. What,
1: what's her last name? I they told us her Burgos? last name like Burgess. Yeah, it's unforget it's a forgettable last name. considering they don't use it at all yeah well
0: i I feel like i've almost never heard it
1: tommy has a confrontation with campbell in the same church that he meets with them in the last episode i believe and this time he's upset with campbell why because I, i kind of understand it from campbell's perspective Apparently, the home secretary, I think that's the name of the position over in the UK, I do uh, was caught in some immoral practices and he needed some heat off of him. So, Campbell, I think seeing the way his relationship with Churchill was going, chose the guy who kind of outranks Churchill to break his word to Tommy and pretty much put Tommy in a position where he absolutely needs to t- uh, to go through with the killing. mm mm-hmm. Right? What he needs is assurance. Exactly. Yeah. Campbell's going down this slippery road, my friend. Slippery road.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't like him at all. Um, it, Honestly, I don't think I've ever liked him. But this season, he's been extremely dislikable. Couple. And it, I feel like it, it's these last two episodes that really... There's a lot of times, though, where you're picking Campbell yeah. as your favorite
1: scene. Like I remember he's you picked great- him as favorite scene when he gave his speech to the police department.
0: Yes. But so here's the thing though. It I, I'm so, picking some of those because he's a great actor. Like he does it. He 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 makes it very convincing. And yeah. he he really makes it, makes the character that you want and should hate. Like you shouldn't like him.
1: And you know he's an interesting character because he's not just like your typical villain. He's the villain that kind of sticks around and evolves in the show, too. So it's not just that he has one plot. Because Kimber was like in and out, right? Yeah,
0: it was one season and he's done. This guy's in two.
1: Yeah. But Campbell's kind of like a more connected character in the show. Yeah. And his relationships branch out beyond Tommy as -hmm. well. You know, he kind of impacts all of Tommy's family at a certain point. Well his character's also been developing just as
0: long as Tommy's has for us.
1: But yeah, but the, almost the opposite direction in a sense. It, it does Tom- feel
0: like, it, like to, like Tommy's trying to to become more legitimate. I mean, that, that that that's his goal. Uh he's he's kind of growing up and then I feel like I feel like Campbell's just always on the date. Di- like he he's gaining more power and things like that but he's just always on a downward slope he he's he it seems like he continues to lose himself and yeah he's unraveling. He, he, yeah exactly exactly that that he's spiraling yeah like yeah, that, that's yeah exactly right
1: okay last episode tommy calls grace and he doesn't say anything and grace knows it Well, him. the
0: man picked up the phone
1: yeah but last episode. It, it gave the impression am I, am i mistaken in saying that there was multiple scenes where we saw a phone ringing and nobody answering? Or was it just that one scene
0: where her fiancé picks up? I want to say it was just that one scene from from Grace's angle. I but, don't really think we saw anything of it.
1: The way it was filmed, though, it was almost in a way that kind of felt like, oh, he'd done this a couple times before, and he's been trying to get her on the line. Right? Yeah. Because it's like if he, he's not saying anything, because if he says something, then he can't have a little rendezvous with her. hmm Right? Uh, well, they agree to to meet up. I almost said they agree to make out, which also (laughs) happens, but they agree to meet up. And, uh, but Tommy does need to take care of some things first, starting with a family meeting where John gives him the rundown of everything I just said earlier, uh, which is essentially the, you want to use the word spiraling disassembly of his empire that was going so smoothly on the previous episode. And I got to say, Paulie here is so emotional and so so illogical that it, it's like perfect because it's, it just shows like the mother's love yeah. that can't see anything straight. And then she kind of goes and starts on a, a diatribe of, men are the ones who got into this. Men are the ones fighting like cockerels. You know, like <laughs> it's just...
0: <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: she kills it, man.
0: Literally. She, she does. I I mean, she, she's extremely extremely good at this. I mean, well, acting in general, like she, she she, owns it. But at the same time, I don't like seeing Polly like this that much.
1: No, I don't either. But it it makes sense with her actions in the following scene where she takes matters into her own hands. It is true. Which she probably shouldn't have considering h- how she should just probably trust Tommy in this scenario, you know. But she yeah. goes and takes matters into her own hands and it kind of immediately has backfires on her.
0: Well, I mean, that's know? what we've been learning up to this point, is, you know, trust Tommy, right? Like it's always yeah. Tommy's plan here.
1: Esme chimes in and mentions an alliance with the because she's kin with the leaves, and Tommy takes her up on that. But she also has this moment with Tommy, which I got to ask, Can you know, can Jimmy look up getting lost and what that means in gypsy term? Mm-hmm. And also, is there a little bit of like sexual chemistry here between Esme and Tommy or Esme towards Tommy? What does she mean? Does she mean like to run away with Tommy to France when she's talking to him about like, hey, tune into your gypsy side here? She waits for John to walk away when she goes into this little thing.
0: I lost Jimmy. Smoking opium, I believe, is what that is.
1: Smoking opium. All right. That's up Tommy's alley.
0: Getting lost.
1: But do you notice how she waits till John's gone?
0: Yeah. I but, I wondered if this I, was, this was this not like This isn't the a, first time. This, like, this isn't the first time that Esme's kind of had this... Yeah, but it's the Moment. first time she's
1: she's had a one on one with Tommy about it though. It doesn't go in her favor. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, he does
0: I'll cut you from this he family. Thr-
1: he threatens to cut her and to cut her from the family, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's just my interpretation of that. Um All right. I was wrong. I was wrong about the Esme uh trying to make a move on Tommy here.
0: I don't I I don't see it. I think it she's a stronger uh, person than we give her credit to be.
1: Well, that wouldn't make her weak.
0: No, but I don't think she like needs him or anything like that.
1: I didn't say she needs him either.
0: What are you trying to say? Nothing. I already said what I was trying to say. I just don't think she's getting <laughs> with him. <laughs>
1: I'm messing around. I'm messing around. You got, you got I, John Boy,
0: man. Come on.
1: John Boy does look badass in this episode when he's walking away from the explosion. But, uh... <laughs> No, honestly, the Esme scene looks more like she sees Tommy unraveling as well. Unraveling is going to be the word of this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, Where she sees an opportunity to pounce and she knows he's the decision maker. And she also knows that he's kind of torn between this wild gypsy side and the ambitious businessman side, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Polly goes to visit Campbell after completely losing her composure in the previous family meeting and we get this very awkward uh power dynamic where like we see Campbell's I don't know what you would call it. What would you call this this like I don't know, he has like a kink or something. Yeah, I uh,
0: definitely a, he definitely has a, a fetish. He has a kink for sort.
1: for being like power and dominating. And so he yeah. wants Paulie to essentially he wants to blackmail Polly into having sex with him or doing something, and it's obviously it seems to be kind of just a way to get at Tommy more than his interest in in Polly.
0: In my I, opinion, I don't even know if it was, uh, you know, to get at Tommy. Like I think, I mean, look at every look at every oh, sex scene that we've seen. Can't it's defi- it's like he's nah, always dominating the person.
1: Yeah, right? I, I, I'm not denying that part. I'm saying that. This is like doubly tempting to him because it humiliates Tommy and it takes, you know, it takes advantage of somebody he loves, you know?
0: Of course. I'm sure there's an element of that to it. It's like I Tommy's mother. I also just mother. think he's a weird ass dude.
1: Well, you know, Tommy does confront him about this, you know, no spoilers, but he does confront him about this at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it becomes known quickly and Michael, you know, it, it becomes an embarrassment to the family in a way, All right. Right. Yeah, I mean,
0: almost immediate. I mean, immediately in this episode, right? Like when we we get Michael later.
1: What was your reaction to Michael's reaction? Did you think it was heartless? (sighs) I think Polly's.
0: Um, I think Polly was just being emotional and irrational and making foolish decisions. He's in there for what arson. Was it Probably, arson, or was it something it with was gambling arson. and racketeering? No, I th- with him, it was it was arson. It was burning okay. down the bar or something along those lines. It, uh, it, that doesn't sound like a death penalty to me. No, no, no. he was going to be in there for five years. I think was the was the number potentially, right? But I still just think this move was a bad play. And I mean, come on, like you're 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 a guy in jail. You find out your mom sleeps with this inspector. Right, to get you out, everybody's gonna be egging you about it, you know, making jokes, laughing like like he says, they are I don't know i mean i I kind of feel like his his reaction is somewhat justified, It's just like really, like I gotta handle myself
1: I mean hindsight's twenty twenty right I mean yeah. she obviously there's no world where she should have done this, yeah, but it also says something kind of honorable about her as well, yeah, where she puts. I mean it just shows how much she loves her son that she was she cares that little about her own dignity to uh to let this f- foul human uh take advantage of her.
0: Yeah and I mean you you could also kind of perceive it in a way where it's like you know he's maybe less so disappointed in what she did but disappointed in the fact that things transpired which caused it to happen.
1: I mean, I think it's just normal son being kind of. Any son would be embarrassed or, you know, hey, like, you know, mm-hmm. never do that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like it, you can understand both sides. I. Paulie's, I think, is just up until now, we haven't seen Tommy do anything where he could pull this kind of leverage, right? In terms of like getting somebody out of prison like we haven't seen that yet if i'm mistake if i'm not mistaken so there's not a lot of like stuff there yeah well fast forward to from <laughs> campbell's crying fetish yeah we get Polly in a i mean who can blame her she's it's like a drunken bath by a fireplace like a pour
0: whiskey in the bathtub too just to like bro i mean for real she was uh she was drinking at the spotted dog i believe which is actually a real place which also to who, this day
1: who knows what she caught because campbell's sleeping with a brothel owner like before in
0: this episode yeah. too
1: so another kind of wild card there yeah there.
0: i also feel like they're all kind of wild so like who knows what i mean she just slept with a seven, eighteen year old or whatever he was i don't know he was yeah. a young a young man. Um, now Ada tells does Ada or Polly
1: tell who tells who about Michael getting out?
0: Uh Polly says that Michael's getting out tomorrow, so they so we don't need to worry about it.
1: Yeah. Well, they're just kind of discussing
0: it. Ada a- seems a little oblivious to the whole thing, right? Well, I mean, Ada was just trying to reassure like, hey, don't worry about it. We're going to get everybody out. Tommy's going to get everybody out. And that's uh, you when know, Polly was just like, "Why be did, out in the morning?" I think it, that scene also kind of made
1: Polly think that she may have jumped the gun a little bit. You yeah. know, just waited it. Can you wait like one day?
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the not.
1: Maybe not like immediately go and sleep with the police chief.
0: <laughs> yeah, give
1: it just give it a day. I'm not saying like by day three maybe, but
0: you know see what happens right like he's arrested for find out the reason why was he actually arrested what's going on Tommy? yeah yeah so
1: also tommy had some leverage here still man yeah like here's the thing tommy has to kill a guy for campbell if he says if you don't release my family from prison right now i will not kill this person Mm -hmm. that those people are going to be released from prison yeah anyways Moral of the story: Trust Tommy Shelby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if your last name is Shelby or you have any blood relation to him, you're good. Just, just trust him. <laughs> well, Michael's released and he is kind of a prick about it, but you can understand his perspective as well because he's he's been beaten to hell uh, in prison. Obviously, he's a gash across his forehead and yeah. bruises all over his face, and he's a little messed up. And he's uh, he lets his mom know that he found out about how she, he got out, so. On to Tommy's shit shoveling. I love this scene with Curly and Tommy here. Now, it does feel a little condescending to Curly in some ways that he's shoveling in there. But for anybody who's ever like feeling bad for themselves, this is a great scene. It's kind of like a perspective setter, you know, like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what you would be. This is what you would be. Like, you don't deserve where you are go and get it or you're gonna be you're no better than the guy who's shoveling horse poop mm-hmm. for a living you know yeah now mind you very efficient shit shoveler
0: oh man yeah he's got some <laughs> I uh, think, some fire and there's
1: <laughs> yeah like Tommy's even like hey you wanna shovel like you can come back man cause this was terrific <laughs> <laughs> you got any, any experience shoveling shit Zach <sighs> Horse shit? No. Yeah. Well, hopefully, <laughs> oh, well, wait, what other kind of shit do you've shit. Oh,
0: dog shit. All yeah, right.
1: it's, it's great.
0: I don't yeah? think I've shoveled horse shit. No, not not horse.
1: Yeah, I had an old friend in high school, and uh, his dad. I think they have horses now in Kentucky, actually. Oh yeah. And he went to my friend, and he said, it, "Like this is a, kind of like a friend who didn't have a direction at the time in uh-huh. life." And he was like, "Hey." want to shovel shit? <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was one of the funniest moments. <laughs> yeah. oh, Fuck God. it. Yeah. Why not? That's when they're like going to move. But anyways, you get to Grace, who's about to go on the scandalous affair to go see her aunt, who's half deaf. Talk about a lie to your fiance. Yeah. Think a little bit of a deal breaker, no? huh? <laughs> Just a bit. She found out. You know, like, say you're going to go to the movies. Don't say you're going to go see your half deaf aunt. How do you un- How do you like? I'm gonna keep on going. Unravel. How do you unravel that one?
0: Well, you know, people back in these times were very like caught up in appearance and perception and things mm-hmm. like that, right? Like you know, they always gotta look their best, be their best. So I mean, Speak- I, I buy it. I, I could. I could buy it. Speaking I mean, she, of appearance Irish, and perception, in the area. Go ahead.
1: Speaking of appearance and perception. On your notes, I noticed you realized that the guy who was staying with Ada was leaving mm-hmm. the building. Yeah. Why is Tommy
0: in this building, and why is that guy there? Well, this is Ada's house. Why is he at Ada's house? Because Campbell's men are watching Ada. So, how do I let Campbell know that oh, I've got Grace? Oh wow! So this was like really contrived. This oh whole yeah, plan. yeah. This this is a plan, man. Ah,
1: damn! That's a good catch right there. Thank you. That's a good catch, man. It happens sometimes, you
0: know. (laughs) Yeah, good
1: job, bro. So he has a moment with Grace, which this is one of my all-time favorite Mm -hmm. scenes here. And he lets her know. He kind of like cuts straight to the chase within three minutes and lets her know like, you know, he was going to go and try to get her back for a moment. But then he kind of, he goes back and forth. And what he's really doing is kind of just like, all right, how does it feel? Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I took it, you know? He changed his mind. Yeah. But he knows grace is his, in a sense, right? Why else would she be there?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) this also reminds me of uh, a bit of, I I think it was Tommy's scene with with, uh, Mae Carlton. Do you want to fuck? Yeah. She's like straight to the fucking point.
1: Yeah, I would agree. A little less crass.
0: Yeah. Right. But well, much. I mean, he cares well, he, more about Grace. He he has more chemistry with
1: Grace and comfort in, in a background, so he can really kind of like dig into her. You know, like she's deluding herself. He's like, oh yeah, he's rich. Yeah. You see, why are you here? You know, he's like really getting at her in mm-hmm. this scene. I mean, he literally finds out all about
0: her. she? We took it all. We brought them to our last an endless night. Ember, hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs.
1: We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Also, She also could just be screwing around. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's obviously into Tommy, but she's one of these, like, you know one of these women who doesn't know what she wants necessarily and she's going back and forth constantly here yeah but i mean
0: we also know that she's good at playing a part right like i mean he he probed at her like oh are you still undercover right so i mean you you kind of got to check you got to ask trust issues i mean i would have some i mean she she lied to you the entire time that, that she was there right she was pretending to be somebody else um yeah, I'd say yeah, it's well I'd I'd say um, when that was like the, the root cause of all things that went sideways in the last season, I'd have trust issues too. I gotta say, I'm team May Carlton on this rewatch. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've never been a big Grace fan.
1: I like this scene, but it would have been almost better if he did this and just ripped like hey, <laughs> go back to New York, have a good life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like hey don't ever do that again what do you think you think you think you think this is how this goes you think you can just leave and well then again she did give him she, she wanted gave him to stay an with option. him she said come to New York but that's not really an option
0: it was more of like an ultimatum if anything it's like if I you guess. know
1: you know your girl goes and you know you're on the precipice of breaking up and she's like alright uh, you want to stay with me go to Thailand I got I a like, job. Like, I got some I got stuff nah. to do. I, got, I can't do that from over there. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, what is Tommy gonna go do in New York? Work in a butcher shop.
0: He might shuffle shit. You never know. You never know.
1: <laughs> you never know. It's exactly the point. Yeah. All right. Well, that meeting with Grace, he kind of eases up on her and says, Look, what I really wanted to do is take you out. I don't want to talk nonsense for, for hours here. Let's I'm gonna go impress you. And he does impress her. He takes her to go see Charlie Chaplin. And, what did you uh, think about the casting impressive. of
0: Charlie Chaplin?
1: I haven't seen a picture of Charlie Chaplin in a long time, so I can't comment. But it seems like you were impressed by the tone of your voice.
0: A little bit, yeah. I I like the casting of him. It Should've reminded me of Robert a, Downey Jr. Yeah, like dude. A million I know. Like to, when I saw it, I was like, dang, he kind of does look like Robert Downey Jr. Oh, no, and I, and I know Robert Downey Jr. At least, from my perception, from my perspective, he looked a lot like Charlie Chaplin. I don't see. The way that they I don't see the Robert Downey Jr. Resemblance that you see though it's not strong like this guy looks a lot younger than than uh, robert downey jr did yeah by the way just a film wreck to all those listening
1: chaplin with robert downey jr great movie
0: i agree i just watched it like three or four weeks ago and i i like it a lot i think i bought it actually
1: back home from the charlie chaplin encounter can we just talk about how perfectly timed this song is, like with the guitar strums and like mm-hmm. the, the moments of contemplation of trying to stop and then yeah. you know her reservations and it's great. And the, it's great. Yeah. I wonder if they if they kind of reworked that song or
0: if it's just dude, I don't know, perfect. man, but PJ Harvey, like so many of the songs in Peaky Blinders have are by PJ Harvey. Yeah. I almost I almost bought one of her um vinyls in uh, West Palm. Her? A few weeks ago. PJ Harvey, yeah
1: it's a her okay
0: yeah it's, a, know it's that. a girl yeah she I, like most of the honestly most of the songs uh, the, like the down by the water or you know the, like there's all of it is, is her yeah um, well they have a quick little quickie uh,
1: on the couch there before Grace has to go and how messed up is this curfews midnight man <laughs> she's gotta get home and they're there to go do tests as to why they can't have children yeah how messed up is that You are cheating on your fiance on the trip that you came over here to test to see if you're in, who's infertile.
0: You know, um, and you go uh, and have an affair. That's not a red flag if you're Tommy. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, the whole you being with somebody else and then now you're having sex with them and having an affair is kind of a red flag to begin with, but um not necessarily i think she knows not necessarily look like, no, like, it's not, not necessarily me. it's not it's not me it's it's the guy like really she's she's gonna have that suspicion I'm, so this is I'm another way of testing this. that out Uh no I'll, come on zach that's you being too
1: logical and way too calculated bro uh, that's, that's that's your coder brain <laughs> that's your coder brain there's no I way I was just
0: doing some development yeah, for yeah,
1: this. yeah this is not like that is not an actual <laughs> <laughs> bring the human element back in here no, honestly though, I don't think it matters and I don't think it's a red flag because if anybody, you know, everyone in the audience, you got that one relationship where you know you got it good with a certain person and no matter what, like no other person can kind of come in there. That there's no red flag in that zone. And I think that's the kind of relationship that Tommy and Grace have here where it's like, you know, yeah, she cheated on him, but she'd never do that to me. Like this that ain't happening. Like you are the exception type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the relationship they got. They have the I am the exception. Well then, this is
0: mostly just an excuse to to see him, like the
1: oh, hands down, yeah, hands down, yeah. and determined too. You got to go on a ship yeah. across the sea, my guy. Go of ahead. course,
0: I also want to note that before they they came back and had that little quickie, uh, Tommy made a phone call over to Campbell to let him know that hey, like I told you oh, earlier, oh yeah, that was great. That was uh great. the people that you have stationed outside of my sister's house, they're gonna see me come home with a woman. Can you guess who way, she is?
1: We, I mean, obviously we finished watching Peaky Blinders completely, yeah. but that, I always remember Campbell's voice after the, the call when he goes, liar! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always crack up at that scene where he's just like completely, liar! Uh-huh. Like, don't give him the satisfaction of screaming that into the phone, man. I know. He Do always just kind of takes up. the bait. He always takes the bait. Mm-hmm. It's great. All right, so Arthur in prison. He has no choice but to trust in Tommy. Yeah, he's kind
0: of screwed right now. Yeah,
1: he's in he's, just as bad a
0: shape as uh, Michael was, it looks like.
1: He looks a little better than Michael.
0: Yeah, well, maybe the beating stopped and he had some time to heal. Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, although, although his wounds look a little more fresh. Yeah,
1: definitely. John Boy is there to reassure him that Tommy does have a plan. But like I said, I, up until now, Tommy really hasn't flexed any sort of pull to to you know get people out of prison. And I think Arthur was gonna deal with the gallows.
0: Yeah, His, he w- yeah, he was um, going to be basically sentenced to death.
1: Yeah, because he was being framed for Billy Kitchens' murder. Mm-hmm. As Alfie's like playing it up, he's like, "He came in here and a bloody." Bloody blood orgy, Yeah, he says some crap like that. But uh, on to Tommy's plan, he actually goes by the same house. He sends Johnny Dogs and John Boy um, to patrol the house, and John, uh, Johnny Dogs sets a distraction as John Boy sets a bomb at the porch of this, um, I guess, the assassination target that Tommy has. But yes, I, you know, when I first saw the bomb, obviously I've kind of forgotten about some certain details here because it's been a little bit since I've watched season two. But I was like, that bomb's not going to kill anybody on the second floor of that house, like Mm -hmm. only to find out that this was just a a distraction because Tommy knew that assassinating him there was a complete uh, trap for him to be killed by Campbell.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So on to maybe one of my favorite scenes of the episode, the breakup of May Carlton and Tommy Shelby. Tommy shows up and May so excited to show him these goldfish in the troll. and Tommy's looking down at the goldfish almost like, look at you, goldfish, just so happy. And I'm I'm here miserable with everything that I have. <laughs> and uh, I love May in this scene. I mean, she's in love with Tommy and mm-hmm. she doesn't care about his lifestyle or any of that. And here he is. But, you know, love is love, man. And he's got it bad for Grace, even though at this point he still thinks that Grace is sailing away. So yeah. we actually have a high honor moment here between Tommy and, and uh, May where he's pretty much just saying we got to break it off because there is someone, like he's thinking about her, mm-hmm. you know? It's just, you know. Uh...
0: Mario is soft clapping in the background.
1: You can hear that in the mic. You know? Just so you know, as Campbell's doing things that are completely immoral in this mm-hmm. episode, Tommy's got a couple of moments of good in here. Yeah. But he does kind of flip it in classic guy fashion. He's trying to do the breakup, but then he's trying to flip it back where it's like, well, you were just using me because I'm a gangster and you wanted to prove a point to your little rich friend. <laughs> like, you notice that little thing is yeah. kind of Team Petty. Yeah. Um, Tom Petty over here. Everyone's a Bad. little petty. Pun man. intended. Pun intended. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he did it, when he reversed back and he was like, oh, so this is what it was, huh? Putting up a fight. As if he's not there as the one breaking it up. And then he goes and kind of like reels her along even further and he says, what if i said i wanted to stay mm-hmm. you know like hey let me have my cake and and you know eat it and go back home and <laughs> eat some more
0: cake i don't but, know um, why the way that you just said that sounded so bizarre but all right you know i i, I get it yeah. just overall team may in this episode she wins me over in this scene
1: I just I'm looking at it from the perspective of he's got a lifestyle to him too, man. Like it's not like you can just go be with any woman. Like you can, but you might have a headache down the road. You will. May, you may will have a headache. May seems perfectly down for that life.
0: Yeah. She she wants the thrill.
1: I don't know if it's the thrill. I mean, think she she genuinely likes this guy.
0: Well, I mean that definitely is also, you know, a fact. Yeah, we but gotta get some goldfish. I think she man. likes that. That you know, I mean, he—he's the bad boy, right? Yeah, girls like the bad boys sometimes.
1: Well, I like when she says, "Well, you explained—you've <laughs> explained her to me like a gentleman. Now <laughs> <laughs> please return to being a gangster." <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great. It. Yeah, <laughs> told me about it like a gentleman. Now kindly behave like a gangster again. Mm-hmm. Which he didn't take too kindly to but she's you know she gets to the point where it's a little too desperate that it's unattractive where she's like feel bad for me pity me and that's a little bit too much yeah you gotta put up a little bit of a fight you know
0: yeah yeah she did kind of just give everything to Tommy yeah You
1: you gotta put you gotta hold some of your poker chips you know what I mean it never works
0: I know yeah we should play poker sometime you like to play poker I love poker. I love Texas Hold'em. I actually have two massive like we need, poker we sets. Need,
1: we need more people, though. We need like at least four or five people.
0: You can do it with three.
1: Yeah, but it's not great with three. It's
0: too it's many. Not terrible. I've done it with two before. It's not that bad.
1: Yeah, I think the good number is five. That's that's a the number good number.
0: Want. Yeah, four to five is is like a good number. But yeah, yeah. Well, so on to, to
1: the final meeting. Wow, we're already at the final meeting. Campbell yeah, goes to Tommy's office, and like a scumbag he is, he's trying to open his cabinets, to which Tommy catches him red handed. Yeah. You know, goodness gracious. But Campbell-
0: I, I do want to note that, like, I don't think Campbell went in there to open his comments. He's just, he's very much so an no, opportunist I, of, of, of the uh, situation. He's like the
1: nosy house guest who yeah. goes into your
0: medicine cabinet What's and sees what you here? got. I yeah. hate those people. Yeah. I hate How those do you- people.
1: How do you know when it's them? Like, who's doing it? You know, I think you, we kind of just make assumptions as to who would do it.
0: Yeah, I think that that plays a good role in it. I've I've done some uh some James you Bond done that things oh. where I've I've taken a hair and I've put it over something to see is someone gonna mess with this. Oh,
1: I do that too, man. I, I, I do some random I leave, stuff. I'll leave my house and I'll put like one little thing that's like impossible yeah. to enter my house without altering yeah and i'll come back and if that thing's you know it's never like been out of place but god forbid <laughs> the day that it is god forbid. <laughs> you're gonna go grab your fucking nerf gun or something yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah Who's there? i got a police baton just crack somebody's head over there you a, go you know By Close order, quarters combat. Keep this. well tommy uh lets campbell know because Campbell's there for a reason, obviously, right? He's mm-hmm. not there uh, to shoot him with a Nerf gun. He's there to ask him, hey, why'd you blow up a bomb and not actually kill your target? And Tommy explains that, hey, look, how about this? I'm not going to get arrested in a mm-hmm. clear trap. And I'm going to kill him when it times. suits me. Yeah. I mean, a long time, And we find out that that's at the Epsom Derby, where there's going to be plenty of distractions and... No way that he can be arrested or shot on site by Campbell's men, which he knows exactly yeah. that that's the play. And he ends this little, well, he ends it by telling the location, the venue of and when he's going to make this, uh, this assassination happen. Yeah. But not before he lets Campbell know the name of his horse. Of course. Oh, so Grace's good. And, and, secret. Ca- and Campbell always takes the bait, man. I wouldn't have bent down to read that paper. I would have said I don't give a damn. I don't care what the name of the horse is.
0: I like how he also gets very pissed off. Where and when? <laughs> I
1: would be pissed too, but it's because he's outmaneuvered Campbell, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's outmaneuvered Campbell once again. Yeah, he really does always take the bait. It kills me. It's interesting though because Campbell has the cards here.
0: Because he has this, eh, no, I'd say Tommy. No, has the Tommy, card. Tommy just flipped everything on its head. Campbell had the cards when he had everybody arrested. Yeah, but Tommy literally just flipped everything on his head. The whole plan is off in smokes. You gotta. You also have to wonder. You know,
1: it made no sense for Campbell to release Michael. Think about it. You have everyone I think you've already in done the damage, though. You've done the damage, but what I'm trying to say is that you have. Why did you arrest these people? You arrested them for assurance. So now you released one of your poker chips. And Polly is obviously the consigliere of that mm-hmm. family. That is like the right hand to Tommy. So by taking Michael out of prison, Polly's back to normal. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. That,
0: that is true. That is true. Uh, is, is Arthur enough to be the assurance? His own brother, his own blood? I think that Arthur's a grown man, so you don't have that kind
1: of pressure from somebody else. You know, Polly's going to be putting constant emotional pressure and uh, distress on Tommy and the organization to get Michael out,
0: right? Maybe this was just purely a bad move by Campbell, although it almost feels like it was Campbell's plan to, like, have that happen. Like, he he almost looked like he was expecting it. Because, I mean, he also talks about, like, he felt there was a connection ever since the, the moment with, when he had her up against the car. Right. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I'm just
1: laughing at the ridiculousness of, of Campbell thinking there's chemistry.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it yeah. it's because it's because she gasped, and he felt like he was dominating. Like that's she gasped when when he he, when he, he mentions sho- her up that? against the car. No, but if you look back at the scene. She kind she makes a noise or, or something along those lines in in like shock or surprise, hmm. which I don't remember. I think that. in his eyes, you know, made her look weak and and him.
1: I'm not. sure C- Campbell's the type of guy that a glance goes his way and it's oh you know, yeah it's on
0: yeah. All
1: right, let's get into the categories.
0: Before we get into the categories, I did I, I do want to note I should say that I think it, this is the first episode where we finally figure out who Tommy is supposed to assassinate yes yeah and what
1: what is the what is the actual title
0: field marshal henry russell who is actually not a real person however however i did a little bit of digging um not a lot a little bit um there's a lot of speculation that it is yeah a little shit shoveling um there's a lot of speculation that this character field marshal henry russell was actually um based off of sir henry wilson the first uh baronet mm-hmm. who was there at the time mm-hmm. and i believe was also assassinated so I, I like there i think that is the person that this is probably based off of was he assassinated at, at the time? epson dobby i didn't get that far into it i didn't i didn't. i had to i had to work today
1: so you were not as proficient of a shit shoveler as tommy you were more of a curly level shit shoveler. Yeah, today, today for sure. I think he's lost his mind, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, let me do like a little recap of the episode of uh, where where this leaves us. We still have Sabini in control of South London. We have Alfie in a deal with Sabini. We have an assassination that needs to take place at the Epsom Derby. We have Tommy's horse in the race. We have a love triangle between May, Grace, and Tommy. We have Arthur in prison. And what am I missing? And Tommy trying to escape death. And we also have, looming somewhere in there, the IRA element that we don't know where that's gone to yet.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I also wonder what's going to happen with the uh, the b- black country boys. Oh, yeah. Yep, now yep, that yep, yep. Arthur We're- has been framed for the murder of one of them.
1: Yeah, well, you also have the alliance with the leaves, so we got to see how that plays out as well.
0: That's true. We're going to have some Lee boys.
1: A lot of stuff to resolve in the final episode of season two, mm-hmm. which is my all-time favorite episode I of Peaky Blinders. I am so Blenders. excited for it. My all-time favorite. When are we recording the next? I can't record tomorrow.
0: Oh, good. I was going to say let's postpone it because I want to take an extra day to work on just notes and enjoy the episode okay let's i would do be down or something
1: i would be down for friday well let's All get right. into the categories let's go I, w- I think we owe it to our audience to get out two episodes this week do you agree
0: i 100 percent agree especially since we're going to be closing out season two
1: yeah we got to finish cl- season two but 100%. i would like to get this episode up tomorrow and um get the other one up maybe we do an earlier recording on friday i don't know what your day looks like
0: but I we should talk about this off the night. air yeah, for sure. This is what the it sounds like off the
1: air. By the way, guys, let's get into the superlative.
0: <laughs> All right, let's start with you know I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up a little bit. Let's start with most memorable characters. I have one. Oh, you make a good point. We obviously know who the yeah. most prominent <laughs> characters.
1: It's know, Tommy in it's this. It's and then you give your point because you you made it succinctly in yeah. your notes.
0: Awesome. So the next one he's just
1: prominent in the first two oh, seasons is. like you like you mentioned he's he carries the he's such the a show. strong
0: character in the first two and uh i mean he's, he's always so much developed oh yeah he he always is a strong character. i mean he's great i love him i always love him mm-hmm. but um he's really strong and uh and this season as well and we see a ton of character growth in here yeah yeah, yeah. next one best scene i have three what okay. are yours
1: i also wrote down three I wrote down Tommy welcoming Grace to his apartment. Mm. I have May and Tommy's breakup. And then I have that final meeting of Tommy and Campbell, but specifically when he shows Campbell the horse's name. (laughs) So... Honorable mention is Campbell screaming liar. <laughs>
0: That's got to be a line or something. Um, yep. I do have that one as my my third, which is the meeting between Tommy and Campbell at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. My my um, uh, one of my one of my best scenes of this episode was Tommy shoveling shit. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. How I could did. I, forget? I did really like that. And then I think the whole thing with you know Tommy's night out with Grace was just great because it was just like. As much as I don't love Grace, Tommy does. Yeah. So, so it was just kind of like, him. it was this nice reunion, and then at the same time, like, sticking it to the man sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So, I did I did like that. Okay. All right. Best line of the episode, or lines of the episode. Well, my
1: best line for me comes from the shit so- shoveling scene, where he says, Curly asked him, Tommy, what are you doing? And he says... I'm reminding myself of where I'd be if I wasn't who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is, this is honest work, but I don't want to get too used to it." <laughs> it's Both yeah. just great lines, and then liar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is a great line. Uh, one of my favorite from Mr. Campbell. Um, so my favorite lines from the episode is, you know, the whole sign it mr campbell please sir
1: oh paulie yeah week? Pauly? it was just
0: it was just bizarre but it like i always remember that back and forth between them <laughs> yeah my next favorite is you told me like a gentleman not kindly behave like a gangster again
1: i like that one too i like that one I, you know i also got to give an honorable mention to the line delivery of alfie's monologue ending with where it taught where arthur's like yeah what'd you name the goat and he says tommy shelby and he goes right (laughs) into like it's a perfect just kind of like tommy shelby
0: yeah it is it's it's so good um the other one that i remember i don't love but i do remember it from this like just seasons later i still remember Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. line is esme going what family
1: yeah that's another memorable one yeah hands down I did remember the goldfish thing too, but that's not like a, I like when I Tommy says where the, where the trainer goes, is that a gypsy thing? And he says, no, that's an accounting thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I'm just saving money. Smart mm-hmm. Smartass. But, uh, <laughs> 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 all
0: right. Any that, moments that stood out. That's the last one I got.
1: The scene with Tommy and, and Grace is just the whole sequence from that to, to the right before they hook up. Uh, mm-hmm. in the song the way it plays out is just uh
0: yeah you did make note of that
1: masterfully done i didn't i made note of that in the episode but not in yeah. the notes no during, uh, during during the episode yeah, yeah i
0: um mine is one that we already kind of picked on which was the whole poly sleeping with camel like was it really necessary really like give it a day yeah, yeah. it seemed uh, so my i don't even know if i would say an issue with it but I feel like Polly has consistently been a fairly level-headed person. Who I mean, like when we get the character introduced in season one, right? Like she's holding a gun to John Boy's head, <laughs> right? Yeah, like she's a she's a really strong character, and I don't like seeing her unravelled like this. It's just it feels so not Polly. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but she's not emotionally prepared to lose her son again, and so it's of understandable.
0: Course. It's it's understandable. It's understandable. It's just it almost seems it is irrational. Out of character.
1: It is irrational for her. But she's never been as as logic as uh, rational as Tommy is. She's never she's I never don't been think involved. Many to that people are level. as rational
0: as Tommy is. I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Um, that will conclude our commentary on episode five of season two and on the next episode we will wrap up season two with a commentary of the finale zach welcome back man
0: welcome back thank you i'm happy to be in florida again
1: i'm glad it took you like like a few days to get your
0: gears going oh it did it did yeah it's a little a little slower <laughs> how are
1: the people in north carolina
0: <laughs> they're nice people are nice down here
1: not your family like were the ever were strangers nice up there
0: not as nice as you are down here
1: you know what though like you know i was watching yellowstone today and one of the guys like was asked hey what rodeo do you like uh-huh. what was your favorite rodeo he said, probably alberta but i couldn't stand that it was in canada and they were like <laughs> why And he's like people were too damn nice 10 days of that <laughs> i wanted to go
0: back to fort worth yeah And
1: it's like you ever been in a place that's so nice that you want to get back to the rudeness of south
0: florida a little bit absolutely so for me it's always been when i've gone a little farther than uh, north carolina so like uh, from my experience virginia people get really nice i've been in pennsylvania they're really nice you get to new york and it's like if you're in the country they're nice if you're in the city it feels like you're in florida right yeah so you know it's just I've, I've spent what it is in, in, in pa once and i'm like oh, i've got to get
1: back what there. it is is that we're kind of ruined it's like someone's too nice to us in another state it's like yeah. what do you, what's your angle exactly what are you trying exactly. to do it's like, you're trying to take me back to your house and what? carve me up like what's yeah. going on here it's like you know i went to a, i was in la and people were so nice it's weird too by the way because everyone tells me everyone was rude in la and i looked over at my friend this was my first time there and i said are we are we getting punked right now like everybody was way too nice and wow. it was a little offsetting but it you know felt it feels right in the city it feels weird in the countryside all right <laughs> wrap the episode <laughs> have you oh, well, for, before i do
0: that have you been to a rodeo yet no can we go absolutely i uh Kayla and i go with my family whenever it's around i I've, i always used to go so I'll i've got a couple
1: cowboy hats
0: man bro i'll bring you, i my when i was younger small tangent when i was younger my room was a, a western room really Have uh, you had, ever ridden I, a horse I, oh yeah i've ridden horse in, in the tennessee uh, mountains at uh, rocky really? area yeah i've, I've ridden, ridden horses out it there. difficult no not at all i love it um but i used to have i had tons of different cowboy boots i had cowboy hats the outfits horseshoes all across the wall it was great hmm. um so yeah whatever the next one comes around i'll let you know
1: yeah, my room was a baseball room growing up. I had like a baseball fan. I had that you know. too. That was before the Western thing. That was the Western? Okay, got you. Yeah. Got you. John Wayne or Clint Eastwood? I love Clint Eastwood. I
0: love all them right. both. I mean, they just, they're both so good.
1: I'm not a John Wayne guy at all.
0: Really? Not at all. We'll have to talk about that offline.
1: <laughs> all right. All right, wrap well, the
0: episode. Thank you for listening to season two, episode five of the Peaky Blinders podcast by Story Archives on the Midnight Exchange podcast network. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify. We're also in some other areas. You can visit us on Instagram at Story Archives or visit our website at exchange.com which again brings us into the podcast network to midnight exchange.com. There's a whole bunch of links there to social and other podcasts. Go ahead and check it out. If you want to send us an email, send us an email at podcast at midnight exchange.com. And let us know if there's like a so show suggestion you want to have us do. That's it.
1: Thank you all. Thank you for tuning in till the next time. Stay peaky. Stay peaky. Stay, stay peaky. peaky. All right. Take care.